Before we start this episode, I'd like to invite you to support the podcast. You can support the podcast first by sharing it with anyone who you know that might benefit from it. Also, you can join our support group. The Surviving Alzheimer's Support Group is a safe place where we gather once a month over Zoom to talk about what we've learned about becoming better caregivers and how we can gain better control of our thoughts and emotions. Also, I've recently published a free guide on how to respond to repeated questions. If your loved one is asking you the same questions and you're having a difficult time dealing with it, this guide is for you. If you would like, you can make a donation that would help me with all the costs associated with running the podcast. To find out about all of these things and more, go to my website, www.ascending-minds.com. All right, now on to the episode. Welcome to the Surviving Alzheimer's Podcast, where you will learn how to find a peace that passes all understanding. I realize that your journey down Dementia Road with your loved one is unique. As I share my experiences and the lessons that I've learned with my wife over the last 12 years on our Alzheimer's journey, it's my desire that you'll learn how to find joy and peace, as I have, while facing my life's greatest challenge. This podcast is a true story of Ken and Shanna, a married couple whose lives have been forever changed for the better because we have learned to live with Alzheimer's disease and not let the disease define us. Today, I will talk about one of the biggest lessons I have learned over the last few years. That lesson is, in spite of all that Alzheimer's disease has taken away from her, the fact is that the girl that I fell in love with and my wife of over 42 years is still there. What makes Shanna unique still remains. I was reminded of this last week with an experience involving some of Shanna's long-term friends. This experience, along with some of the lessons that I have learned about staying connected to my wife throughout our Alzheimer's journey, have allowed me to once again recognize and realize that the blessings of staying connected to my best friend are real. And I hope that it will encourage you to reconnect and stay connected with your loved one. Before we get started, I'd like to share a listener comment. Today's comment comes from Cherie McCarthy. It's short and sweet. She wrote, I am so happy you are doing this podcast. Now, a little background information. Cherie is a dear friend of Shanna's. Her and her husband, Dennis, used to be our next-door neighbors for over 15 years, all before Alzheimer's became a part of our vocabulary. Cherie and Shanna, along with Judy and a few others, Judy is someone I'll talk about in a little bit, are a group of women who have known each other for over 30 years. And even though many of them have moved out of state, they still stay in contact. And a few of them have visited Shanna throughout her Alzheimer's journey. 
their love and support is very special to both of us. So thank you, Shuri, not only for your comment, but being the wonderful friend you are to Shanna. Well, this experience that happened last week was with two of these women who were part of this group of friends that have stayed connected for so long. Judy and her sister, Wanda. Now, Judy Camp and her husband, Larry, have been friends of ours, as well as a few other couples, for quite a while. Let me tell you a little bit about the Camps and the Carditas. Our boys grew up playing Little League Baseball together, and even one year, Larry and I were coaches of that team, and that was fun. The Camps were able to get Shanna and I to go take a cruise. About 20-some-odd years ago, they organized a cruise and invited all of us couples, and I think there was about six or eight couples that we knew. We had a blast. Now, we did things with the camps for roughly about a span of 15 years, and we have stayed in touch even as uh, they have moved to other places in town, as well as spent some time in Hawaii, and are now currently living in Utah. Larry, Judy's husband, has a podcast. It's called Nobody Knows Your Story. It's a wonderful podcast where he lets people tell their life story, and they're usually very unique and interesting. About three or four weeks after starting my podcast, Judy encouraged Larry to have me be a guest on his podcast. So in late August, I think it was August 31st, in season three of episode eight, Larry called it, Alzheimer's is a big part of Ken Cardita's life, but life is still good. It's a rather long episode where I tell my life story, and of course that life story includes the last few years, how we've been dealing with Shanna and her Alzheimer's, and we talk a little bit about why I started the podcast and things like that. So if you really want to get to know a lot about Shanna and myself and some of our experiences, you can go listen to that podcast. I will leave a link to that podcast episode in the description. Now, about a week or so ago, Judy texted me and she was coming back to Arizona to visit family and she said she would like to see Shanna, but she wasn't very sure if Shanna would recognize her and didn't want to upset her. So she asked my opinion. I encourage Judy to come see her because I know that every time a friend of Shanna comes to see her, Shanna thoroughly enjoys it. I even gave Shanna a heads up when I went to visit her later that day. I said, hey, I got a text from Judy, Judy Camp, and she kind of lit up. So I know she remembers Judy. Now, they came a few days later, and it was very interesting As I was with Shanna waiting for Judy to come, I got a text that they were in the parking lot. And I said, Shanna, let's go by the door and wait for your friends to come in. As we started heading to the front door, they had already entered. When Shanna saw Judy and Wanda, she lit up. She opened her arms and made an expression of happiness and They got together, and she gave them both a big hug. And what was really cool was not only Shanna was so excited to see them, but Judy and Wanda's reaction was priceless. 
so after some hellos, I took them and gave them a quick tour of the facility and I showed them Shanna's room. And then we settled in onto one of the visiting areas and sat on a couch. Judy had brought Shanna's most favorite dessert, which is a cannolis from Sal's Gilbert Pizza. So as Shanna sat eating her cannoli, we were sitting, talking, catching up on the last couple of years. It's been probably a year and a half since Judy has seen Shanna. In fact, the last time she visited with Shanna, Shanna was still living at home. Back in those days, Cherie, Judy, and all of the girls would get together and invite Shanna out for lunch. And they would take her to one of their favorite Mexican restaurants, Gecko Grill, and have a good time. So it, it had been a while, but Judy was aware of what had been going on with Shanna. It was interesting. Shanna was being Shanna. Now, again, she couldn't really talk, but as we talked, Shanna would make her very recognizable facial expressions. She expresses herself through her body language and facial expressions. And Judy kept commenting, I see the old Shanna, your facial expressions, your smiles, how you're reacting. And the joy on Judy's face was awesome to behold. I could see there was this sense of connection. And that all of her concerns about Shanna not recognizing her were put aside. And they had a wonderful visit. As it was time for them to go, we started walking them to the door, and Judy kept looking at me and remarking what a wonderful visit it was and how awesome it was to see her friend again. And she even said, I'm so glad we came. And it was good to be with Shanna. And as they left, I remember walking with Shanna down the hallway, and I said, wasn't that awesome? And she just smiled from ear to ear. She was so happy. Now, what does this do for your loved one? What did this do for Shanna? In the moment, while it was going on, she felt pure joy. And, you know, the next couple of days, as I rehearsed the visit to her, I could see the, the memory fading. But it was awesome. I will always remember it, that's for sure. Now, what did this do for Judy? Well, I haven't talked to her since, but my guess is she felt very happy that she visited her friend and was able to reconnect with her, and at least to gain one more memory of being with Shanna, and that was awesome. Now, for me, this reminded me and, and testified to me that once again, Shanna is still in there, and that I'm not the only one who can notice it. Well, in the days that followed, this made me think a lot about my feelings about this. And I jotted down some notes, and I'll share those with you. Now, during the very early stages of Alzheimer's, I could easily see my wife. Her personality hadn't changed much. Now, at times, she could become a little distant, a little detached. but. She was always there. Now, as we entered the moderate stages in those years, I did start to see a fair amount of behavior changes as the disease began to cause things like hallucinations and 
distortions of reality. And add that to the frustration she was feeling in losing her abilities just to do the simple things like getting dressed and all the things that she used to know how to do. And one by one, they would go away. It would cause her to be frustrated. At times, I did not recognize her, and I was starting to feel that I was losing her to the disease forever. But I tried really hard, and I always seemed eventually to be able to reconnect with her. Oftentimes, it was getting her to calm down and return to a more peaceful state, and she would return to the person that I knew and loved. Now, as we reached the severe stages these last two or three years, at times things got a lot worse, but then they would get better. It was a total roller coaster. Now, all of this parallels and is reflected in her gradual loss of being able to express herself verbally. I can remember, oh, five, six years ago, she would have trouble reaching for a particular word or two. And then sometimes I would help her figure out that word. Oftentimes when we were talking with other people, she would look to me to complete her sentences. And this happened for quite a while, almost a year or two. And it became more and more increasing. And it became something that I did more and more often. Towards the end, I always made sure that if someone was talking with Shanna, I would be in earshot so that I could help them communicate with Shanna. That progressed on to Shanna pointing, gesturing, not saying anything. And it was as if I was being asked, in essence, read her mind as she was reacting to something that came by. So I would sometimes say, well, is it this? You want to tell me about this? And she would kind of nod. Then I started doing most of the talking, and she would just answer with a few words or a head nod. And I did most of the talking for both of us. And I got to learn eventually to read her body language and facial expressions quite well. And occasionally, a word or a phrase would come out. And this is where we are now. We've been this way for oh, probably over a year. And at each stage of this progression, I had to work a little bit harder and do more to enable us to be able to communicate with each other. And as a result of this, I always felt and have felt that we have been connected. At some point in the latter part of this progression, I almost felt like I developed a sixth sense when it came to understanding what she was trying to communicate. Now, this most likely came from a lifetime of experiences together and being with her 24-7 through this part of the progression of the disease. Along the way, I've had the opportunity to at times look deep into her eyes and sometimes that blank stare that is often present is not there. And then she'll smile at me, and I will see the Shanna that I have always known. The feeling I get when this happens is that my heart begins to swell and almost have a burning sensation. 
and feels like it is about to burst. But instead of bursting, what remains is a peace that lingers on for quite a while. I think the best way to try and describe this is that we have learned to connect and communicate spirit to spirit. Recently, I had this impression that while her brain is being ravaged and destroyed by Alzheimer's disease, her spirit, or the essence of who she is, remains intact and is not affected by the disease. And this is what myself and other people are recognizing and connecting with. It seems that since Shanna has settled in to living in memory care, over time, many of the difficult and negative behaviors have significantly diminished. Now, they still pop up from time to time, but they're less frequent and they're less intense. And she has blossomed into becoming a very loving person. This has been noticed and is very noticeable as she often hugs the staff members and the caretakers at the memory care facilities, as well as any resident that she feels she has a connection to. I will often see her try and comfort a resident who may be a little agitated, and she will always give a hug if she's in a good mood. She will also display kindness and love to complete strangers as well. I was looking through my journal and I found this touching account of one of these occurrences. January of this year, she was still at the first facility. We often would go walk in the neighborhood around where the memory care center was. This is what I wrote in the journal. An amazing thing happened while on a walk with Shanna. One of the families that lived in the neighborhood was walking with their children And Shanna stopped and said hi to them. And she was trying to hug them, and eventually she did. I explained to the mom that Shanna lived in a nearby memory care facility, which was in plain sight. This woman was so kind and loving towards Shanna, and she thanked me. You could just see Shanna's spirit beaming. This was Heavenly Father showing me who Shanna really is. She truly does have the love of the Savior, and His light is just emanating from her spirit. It is so strong. Now, this particular incident is not an isolated experience, especially over the last six months. This seems to happen on most of my visits where she will hug someone or show love and do her best to connect with people. I've also been told that this will happen even on days that I don't visit. If she's having a good day and in a good mood, she will be trying to connect with people in this way. So what have I learned from all of this? Things will always be changing with Alzheimer's. But I should not assume that it's only going to get worse. Things can be recovered. I also learned that we should never give up on our loved ones. Do not write them off. Sure, they're not the same mother or the same wife or the same friend that you might remember. But realize, we all change over time. 
also I've realized that we need to remember that we are the ones that are able and capable to make the adjustments, to show patience. And if we have a desire and a hope to stay connected to our loved ones, it can happen. Now, if you have a belief in God or some other higher power, do not be afraid to ask for help and guidance to know how you might be able to reconnect with your loved one. This has been my experience, and I share it with you in hope that it might inspire and help you. I am grateful to have been a part of last week's experience between Shanna and her friends. It was a great reminder of what can happen and helped me to be grateful for the connection that is still there between Shanna and myself. In fact, this is something I pray for each and every day. One of the things that I have made a habit of is when I go visit Shanna, I will sit in the parking lot before entering the building and I will say a prayer and I will ask the Savior to allow Shanna and myself to be able to connect during my visit. I have found this to be a very powerful practice. You may wish to try it or something like it. Well, thank you for listening. I do have a favor to ask. I recently created a post on the Facebook page for this podcast asking for suggestions for topics for upcoming episodes. Now, I've already received a couple of really good selections, but I would really like to hear more. So, I will put a link to that post in the description of this podcast episode. Please click on it, leave me a comment on what you would be interested in hearing about in future episodes. On our next episode, I will discuss the adjustments, and how I've dealt with the holiday seasons over the last few years as things have dramatically changed in our situation. If I'm being honest, it has been a challenge and has been a struggle these last few years. It's not getting any easier as this year I have some new challenges to deal with as in the coming weeks Thanksgiving and Christmas will soon be upon us. Well, thank you for listening, and please be sure to follow the Surviving Alzheimer's podcast so you can be notified when new episodes are released. As always, I hope you have a wonderful day and that you can find joy in spending time with your loved one. Before you go, I'd just like to invite you and remind you of the things that we have to offer from Ascending Minds, LLC. You can go to our website, www.ascending-minds.com, and you can register for the Surviving Alzheimer's Support Group. You can register for our newsletter. You can also get a free copy of the guide to responding to our loved ones' repeated questions. You can find links to all this in the episode description, or you can just go to the website and look at the menu. Thanks again, and we'll talk to you soon.